At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, can we make saving money any easier? And we think we've solved it. Introducing Money Scout. It analyzes your spending habits, income, and expenses to find money not being used in your checking account, then pushes it to savings automatically. Why would a bank do that? Just to help people thrive. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Subject to eligibility, terms, conditions, and account agreements. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash MoneyScout. Better Banking is opening your new first Commonwealth Bank personal checking account with our online account recommendation tool and being entered to win wireless earbuds. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Visit fcbanking.com for details. Excuse me, but there seems to be a dead boy out here. Hey, welcome to Talk Murder to Me. Thanks. Thanks, John. All right, no, someone else say it. Welcome, guys, to Talk Murder to Me, your favorite true crime comedy podcast. We might be one of the only true crime comedy podcasts out there. Well. Like, we call ourselves true crime comedy. Yeah, there are others that call themselves that. They are not to be named. Yeah. Meanwhile, other people are telling us that we have a great podcast, um, literally, they said great podcast in the in the subject and great podcast with an exclamation point in the actual review. So thanks, Hunter R. Review. Hunter R. Review. Thank you. Thank you, Hunter. But I feel like you could have been a little more creative on that one. Hey, we'll take what we can get. Because, <laughs> you know what, guys? Dan and I are shooting to get 100 reviews by October 1st. Um, and if that is the case, then John has to read Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. How's in number the month three of coming? October. Yeah, how's how's Prisoner of Azkaban? What chapter are you on? It's good. This drink smells good. So we are drinking barking dogs tonight. Sweet. Due to our hint barking. Let's take a little sip. <laughs> What's in Wait, it? Wait, are we not cheers anymore? Cheers. Is this not like? It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Actually, what's in it? So it is gin, sweet vermouth, dry vermouth, aromatic bitters, um, and it says uh, to just add a cherry, but I did add some cherry juice to it because I felt like otherwise it would have been like yeah. really. I'm not a fan. I mean, it's good. I'm just not a fan it personally. It's like communion wine. It's drinkable, but yeah, definitely not my favorite. You know what it reminds me of? Absinthe. No. No, it's not, not licorice. It, I definitely taste the gin. What about this shot? Okay. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are. Because they're a surprise. Cheers. Well, you you heard what I thought. (laughs) So what is Wait, take a picture of me doing this. I don't know. Okay, it's deep Eddie's orange vodka. Oh, okay. I told you the hint was barking. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, what do you think it's going to be about? Um, I think so. That obviously, there's going to be some gruesome murders. I think it's going to be like a dog, like a lassie dog, that discovers it and like barks to alert the police what happened and lead them to it. Ooh, that's a good one. I like hearing those. That's a good one. 
I mean, it's way off, but it's still a really good one. I just like, it's like Hubble or Stella. Oh, yeah, they figure it out. Come on, Jen. Right. Tell me what you got. It'll be so. What you got, Jen? Tell me your guess. I think that someone's going to kill someone with a barking spider. A, a what? A barking spider. A barking spider? Yeah. I did look see a barking spider drink. What the hell is a barking spider? It's a, it's a, look it up. It's a spider. I don't want that, to. Please don't look it up. Please don't. Look it up on your screen. Does it bark? No, but... Is it deadly? I think it is. Either that or it, like, lives in a tree. Ew. Whoa! Is that a barking spider? An Australian Goliath spider. Oh, God! Can you imagine that in your bed? No, thank you. Wow! Please keep it on your screen. There was one time when John and I first started dating. This probably wasn't the best thing for his PTSD. But... We were sleeping, and I. This was back in our my old townhouse. Oh God, that looks like a tarantula. You know how spiders is like. Stop! Oh, it's so creepy, and their little hairs on their legs, and you feel them. We were going to bed, and I felt something on my like arm Mm -hmm. crawling, and I like brushed it off, and I was like, "Oh my God, that was." That was a creature. So I turned on the light and I started, like, I screamed, turned on the light, and it was this big ass spider. I was like, ah! like thrashing. Woke John up. He was like, do not ever do that to me ever, yeah. ever, ever. But it was a, I had him kill it and throw it. was like, it was like, She's lucky she survived that. You can't wake a veteran up like that. I know, but I mean, if. You had a spider crawling on you when you were sleeping and felt it. And We had camel spiders. Don't want to know what that is either. A spider that can kill a camel. Oh, I want to talk about one thing before we get started. So, guys. Okay. I know one more thing. We, we got to. Listen, what do you think about the Patreon episode? Did you think the cops did it or not? I want to know. Because I've been thinking about that a lot. No. So, if you guys haven't subscribe to our patreon which you haven't because we haven't got anyone subscribed yet no No, that's not true (laughs) we have subscribers we're making eight bucks a month on patreon and three out of four of those subscribers are not us yeah i mean do you think he did it or the the cops did it what do you think i don't know like are you still going back and forth i i think the cops had a lot to do with it but i don't think they killed him i think he committed well, I don't want to say too much because people that haven't listened to it. And because Siri's listening. Yeah, true. Fresno yeah. police might be listening. I was kind of concerned about that when we were talking about it. I was like, what if they listen? That to was a great episode. Like- that was a good episode. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I liked the um, participation. Yeah. yeah. Guys, if you haven't, go to patreon.com slash talkmurder. It's like a social app. A dollar a month, you can get all the episodes that we put on there. We got four so far. Yep. And by the time you hear this, you'll we'll have like six, and they're full episodes. We'll never put them on iTunes, and they're unedited. Well, they're very slightly edited. I basically edit them out to make myself look really good. But oh, I okay. keep. We I, know this. I know. All I right. Mean, if you didn't know that's what he was doing yeah. the entire time, then you're like yeah. the Patreon episodes are. I do not edit them that much, so we ramble on about all kinds of fun shit. Okay, so let's get started. All right. A barking dog. He finds a... Lassie. Lassie finds a victim, and a barking spider had bit the victim. 
Where are we going? Nicole, where are we going? Geography B, winner, third place. Oklahoma. Bronze medal, Oklahoma. Jen. Texas. Texas. We're going to the United Kingdom. London. All right. The city of London. Okay. The city of... Dr. Cream. Yeah. The city (laughs) of... Oh, wait, he was Chicago. Half and half. I don't remember. Whatever. The city of Barking, London. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Got it. Did you know that was in there, Jim? Yes, I did. Then why didn't she say that? There's a city called Barking. Yes, Barking. Oh. It's like Damn one it. of those. It's I like, like to throw those clues at you because I wanted you guys to think dogs. Yeah, but it's and, like and, I didn't think dogs. Now did I? Because that would be too obvious. That's why I said spider. And that was a good guess. Thank you. And I tried to throw you off. I, I try to make the hints as great as possible. My other hint. Do you want to know what my other hint would have been? See, the the point about hint is not to throw us off. It's about to help us so that we can make a relevant drink. Well, I did not know that. Guess what, guys? What? I got PowerPoints for you. Sweet. Oh, he needs some braces. He's a killer. He's the killer? He said a, he's a killer. What's He's a killer what? This is Anthony Walgate. So, guys, as we start the story, if you're at home, I'd like to encourage you to go to talkmer.com and if see. If you're driving, don't until you get to your destination. Or exactly. until you're stopped at a red light. But pay attention to the traffic. <sighs> All right. This is Anthony Walgate. This is a 23-year-old student. Is that picture taken when he was 23? I don't know. That looks like No, 19. he looks like younger. 19. Looks very tiny. 16. Okay. This guy, Anthony Walgate, dreamed of being a fashion designer. And in fact, he was actually really good. If you see some of his design work, he had a huge binder. And I'm not a designer. I literally wear the same clothes every day. But if you flip through his binder, it was like hundreds of pages of dresses and shirts and cortexes. and What's a cortex? Or cortexes. Or corsets. Corsets and stuff. Like all kinds of stuff, right? So... Very is a word, though. I don't know. I Maybe don't... I'm thinking of context. All right, no. Cortex is in the brain. Jen, get, turn That's your brain on. Turn your brain on, Jen. All right, he was born and raised in Hull. I'm cutting that because I don't know where it's at. Hull. He came to London to pursue his ambitions, and he was a student, 23 years old, in Middlesex University, second year as a fashion designer. He was in fashion design school, and he was really freaking good. That was his dream. And we're going there today, people. We're getting dirty. He was... He was gay. Well, that was going to be my question. Oh, you knew that? Well, I mean... You don't have to be gay to be a no, designer. No, but I, especially if you're designing female clothes, it would make... It would be a question coming into my mind. July 14th. Well, actually, it was the night of the 14th, 15th. In the following days, this guy right here, he was a university student, but he was also trying to make some money. He was broke. Wait, what year is this? This is 2014. Okay. So this is pretty recent. Yeah. He was also a male escort. Oh. Yeah. For other men? Yeah. and But just to make money. Now, his all of his friends. Well, why else would you? I know. Right? Like, he, 
I don't think people do that because they truly enjoy doing yeah. it. I mean, if you enjoy having sex, wouldn't you just have sex? You don't have to make, get paid for it. Correct. Yeah. I mean... Theoretically, yes. Yeah, hypothetically. Yeah. So, what well, he was definitely getting paid for, and he was... The site that he used most was called Sleepy Boys. Now... I feel like that's not a great advertisement for... <laughs> <laughs> But so his friend, like, what does he do? Finish people site. off while they're asleep? Like, I don't know. <laughs> God. So his oh, friends, like, not very exciting. Like, oh, I'll put you to sleep. Yeah. After the fact, his friends would tell media that he was very picky about who he went to do jobs for or with. He didn't like to be in any risky situations. Good for you. But unfortunately, he found himself in one. Yeah. And the following night, or that same night, actually, that same night, this call comes in to 999. It's like 911, but the British use it. 999. I feel like we should, <laughs> it should be the same for every country. Yeah, so 999. If you're ever in a wrong country, I, like... I, I would still dial nine one one. Yeah, but if you dial nine, if you dial nine 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 here and you got international plan, it may go to the yeah, UK. Like if, yeah. But if I was in somewhere, you I just dial nine nine nine. But if it's a different in every country, how the hell do you know in each country? Well, it's, it's probably the same. Or not same. Is posted like, like you go to an airport or a train station or any like bus or whatever. Like, it's like, in an emergency, call blank, blank, blank. Like, you know... It, you know what I... Yeah. You know what I bet? I bet if you do if, call 911 over there, it will still ring in. Maybe. That's what they should do. We should call 999 here and no. see... No. Okay. Before? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because don't you get fined for, like, a fake call or something? I don't, I don't know if you get fined, but... One time when I was, like seven maybe we were at my nana's house and um my sister and i were over in the next room while my parents and my nana were eating or something and she had this phone and it had the pictures like the of like the different you know fire and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ambulance and cop and um and like she pressed it accidentally and and the cops came to the house and i got in trouble for it so, thanks a lot, Juliet, for giving me my first, like, really traumatic experience of dealing with police. Oh. And again, wasn't your fault. It right. wasn't. But um, I was the older one, and so, of course, I got blamed for it. But, you know. That same night. Used to that. That same night, this 999 call came in. The ambulance. What address is the emergency? That's your call. Cook. Cook Street. There's a young boy. Looks like he's trapped outside. I don't know. Outside of which number? Uh, 4758. Sorry? 4758, I think. 4758. Cook Street. Yeah. What, what area? Parking. Looks like he's trapped or anesthesia or something. He's just always just drunk. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm just holding up the car, I'm 
the person that called clearly did it clearly you say that with such conviction yeah i do i do too because he, he made tried a- to hang up yeah and when he was trying to give detail he wasn't giving detail he was saying something so it sounded like he was saying something but he wasn't really saying anything and he thought he was getting out of it, but then the disp- dispatcher called him back. <laughs> yeah. I know. He, like, pretended like he was, like, losing him. Yeah. And I th- I thought the dispatcher also kind of thought that it was him. Yeah. He thought that there was something suspicious. He was very directed in his yeah. questions. I, I want to say, I, when, when I pick these stories, I, I don't try to go for the smartest serial killers out there, so... And this guy is definitely right? not qualified as one of the smartest. <laughs> Are we right? Is that the killer? Yeah, that's the killer. <laughs> all right. Okay, so. We got an early win tonight. All right, so what did he say? He said that there was a boy passed out, a young boy. He looked like he had a seizure. That's oddly descriptive. He could have, yeah. for someone. 47. He said what, what? 47 or 58. Yeah, 47 or 58. That's the apartment number, Cook Street. The flat number. They call them flats over yes, there. They do. Flats. Flat 47. And then the dispatcher calls back and was like, what's the number? And then he said, I don't know. And then the guy that, you know, the caller didn't know. And the dispatcher said, didn't you say 47? Oh, yeah, that's right. 47. Okay. Then he said he was driving off because he's not from there. He was just passing by in his car and he was a good Samaritan. And he saw the boy on the ground. And like any good Samaritan, he calls 999. Mm hmm. I keep wanting to say nine one one. So, would you believe what happened next? What happened next? Another male escort goes missing. Another male escort is. Can we please talk about the dead boy that's laying there? You just want to bypass that dead boy? We didn't know he was dead, so they find him and he's dead. The police, the police pull up. They find him. He's dead. 
they noticed no signs of injury or struggle. He wasn't beaten to death. He was dead, right? Mm -hmm. They also noticed a brown bag in his pocket filled with a, it had a black vial Mm -hmm. of uh, liquid, liquid ecstasy. It had a little bit left. Now, we're going to be talking about GHB. So remember the episode that we talked about with the poppers? Oh, yes. So it's this kind of like, so GHB, and I'm not, I don't, do GHB every night, so I'm not an expert. Just every now and then. Yeah, so it's a it's what they call a chem sex drug. C H C H E M chem dash sex drug. So you know it's big in the homos- homosexual community. They do this GHB, but the problem with GHB is if you do a little bit, it makes you feel wonderful. I mean, oh my god, so good! Like, oh my god, please go try it. But if you do too much. It'd kill you deader than a horse. So it was an overdose? That's, yeah. That's what they thought. They thought it was an overdose. So this good Samaritan called in. Now, he probably should have stopped, right? To, like, try to help the kid. But, you know, he still called. Anyway. Yeah. Well, no. The police, the police, they find the body, and then they go to 47. They knock on the door. A nice young man answers. Hello. And he... (laughs) <laughs> he's like hey um i you know there's a dead boy out here excuse me but there seems to be a dead boy out here and then yeah so do you want me to do the british accent or not Is yeah do it please do it no please do it yeah please do it i mean you're probably gonna cut it whatever moves you so the police were like apologies to our british fans i just really like your accents a lot the police were like do you mind if i come in so they came in and they looked around and upstairs in the flat was the caller that had called sleeping in his bed. He lived there, obviously. Oh. He said he was driving his car away. What an idiot. But he lives there, and police were like, didn't you just call us? And he's like, Wait, uh, did, they, did they call call that number? And, yeah, well, no, they just... Um, I, I'm sorry, but like, did, when she was just the one that called there. us, bloke? No, I don't like They that do movie. use the word bloat a lot. Bloke, bloke. Bloke. I've seen that a lot. What is that? It's like chum or boy or fella. Bro, I guess, is the most Guy. relatable word. Guy. The victim's phone, Anthony Walgate, his phone was also missing. Hmm. Okay. Now, I want to tell you that about the worst police force on the planet here is in this freaking community. <laughs> and I'll show you later, but they they immediately said, "Oh, he overdosed on a chem sex drug, and he was homosexual. He's an escort. He was an escort, so it's just an overdose, not a suicide, but just accidental." Case closed. Even though the caller was in the bed up there, and he deliberately lied about it. How did they know he he was the one that called? They traced huh? his phone number. Oh, they traced it. Okay. And I yeah. got, I, I think that's interesting. I don't, like, compared to the 911 calls that we've heard from um, United States, like, they don't ask for the phone. I've never called 911 myself in 10, you know. So, I don't think they ask for the phone number you're calling from, do yeah, they? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's in the UK. It's probably different. Words. Well, that's why I think it's, I think it's good that they do that. In case they have to get back in touch with the person. I would just assume that they would be able to 
to get to access that phone number. Because they did, they were able to access it before. Yeah, that's true. You know, maybe they were just like trying to get him to. Maybe that the maybe the call operator person was just really smart and like knew something was up. Well, all right. So the caller was sleeping in his bed. So the police go up there and is like, "Uh, what the hell, man? Like you literally just lied to us." And he said, "I came home at four a.m." I was working a night shift to find this random young boy laying on the floor. And I tried to slap him in the face to wake him up because he was obviously in a drunken stupor or something. Right. Or had a seizure or something. And it wasn't my fault. I was just trying to help him. But doing just 10 minutes of research or less, they actually found out that the guy that was calling from the 911 call actually hired him on the website, the Sleepy Boys website. That was his escort. So now you have a dead boy, a dead escort, outside of the home of the flat, laying on the street, propped up against like a tree. Very quickly, this does not look good for this guy. Oh, no, it looks awful. (laughs) It looks fucking awful. Easiest murder case solved. (laughs) Yeah. The suspect, Stephen Port, said... He made a gurgling noise, so I propped him against the wall and I went upstairs to take a nap. <laughs> that was his defense. And they were like, uh, okay, I guess. Here's the boy. Oh, wait. No, this. Is this a camera of in front of the house? Yeah, so police checked the CCTV <laughs> camera. They have CCTV cameras everywhere yeah, but- in London. Like, when I was in London. Every, like, every block or so, it was like, this is being recorded by CCTV. Like, there were signs that said that. Yeah, but this this particular one, the one that could have witnessed Stephen Port dragging a dead body outside of his house, because they the cops noticed that the body was drug. It had, like, you know, his shirt was pulled up like it was being drug, drug. you know, dragged. And so they looked at the CCTV camera, but it was... Not working. Oh, that's oh, confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sorry. What did Stephen Port do? Huh? What did Stephen Port do? Uh, what do you mean? Is it a job? Yeah. I'll get to that. I think that he may have had the skills to disable that camera. Maybe. Okay. So this is Anthony Walgate. He claimed that they both taken or they both took drugs from two small bottles now this is ghp there's also another one and i'm not an expert in this g i think it's glb it's like a white powder and it converts into ghp i don't know if you're a drug head then hit us up and tell us how that works i don't know i guess they take it and gets them really high and makes sex really good they also use meow it's like molly meow does anyone out there know what I'm talking about? Please email us. Hopefully just, you don't. But yeah. <laughs> is anybody listening to this using meow or? <laughs> is anybody listening to this at all? Hello. 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 Is anybody out there? Out there? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now they had sex twice, but after taking the drugs that they both took, they both became sick. Now, now he's coming clean. So he's in the police station. They're like, what the hell? Come on, you just lied to us. Tell us what really happened. 
So he's like, all right, I hired him. I hired this boy. And we had sex twice. And we both took GHB. And then he was going to leave my house because, you know, the job is done. But he suddenly became really tired. So he decided to take a nap on the sofa. Right? I mean, that's okay. That's understandable. And the reason he did that is because it's so late. Plus, he's tired. He doesn't want to take the train and yada, yada, yada. And then when Stephen Port left for work the next morning, Anthony Walgate was still there. He was snoring, in fact. Hmm. Right? That's what he told police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was in a deep sleep when Stephen Port returned. He was still in a deep sleep, like REM, like really deep sleep. But then at 3 a.m., he found Anthony, his escort, stiff and rigid. And he was worried because now he's confessing to the police. So I was so worried that he was dead that they're going to think I murdered him or something. So, yeah, I drug him outside and called you guys. Come on. But when I went to work, he was fine. He was literally snoring. And I came back, he was sleeping. But then he was stiff and rugged. And obviously he had taken more drugs while I was at work, so I just drug him outside. You know, so he didn't stink up the place with his decomposition. Right? So, they bought it. They bought it. Based him. Well, also, like, like, you know, Dennis Nelson. He's, yeah. he's also, like, lied now several times. Yeah, what's the right story? And also, like, what was the position that they found while Anthony Walgate in? Because if you're entering the phase of rigor mortis you don't just like drag someone and then plop them and just be like okay like don't you like aren't you like stiff yeah you can't just like position him anyway well all the all right so it's really funny you said that all the victims i'm going to talk about were in the exact same position they were sitting like on a wall in an l-shaped position with their hands out yeah and (laughs) oh my god like like you know like that um Like, you know the little statue of the butler that's, like, holding out yeah. the yeah, tray? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. have him as a bookend or something. That's weird, though. Yeah. Their arms are out there like that. Okay, here's a here's a picture of... By like, the way, what was he doing? What was he doing to him? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't want to know, but I do want to know. Talkmore.com to see all the pictures. This is this is the actual place like, that he worked for. Hold on. Jen. Was he like no, reaching? I'm trying to figure this out. Hold on. Bear with me. No, Jen, don't get on your phone. No, I'm not on my phone. My phone's all the way over there. She's acting this out. Okay. I got it. Jen. Hold on. I got it. What? Okay, what were they doing? This. Jen, I always move your earrings. Those are your earrings. Yeah. This. This is what they were doing. What are you doing? A push-up? Like someone else was behind him. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Oh my god! Uh, oh shit! Do it again? Yeah. This is what they were doing. Jim, what? The but fuck but he would have had to hold die. On, we'll no, he because he would have collapsed in that position if he died. He can't have just like stayed propped up in Unless that position. Unless he was against the wall. Yeah, they put him against the wall. Yeah, but then his arms wouldn't be up. Like when you're dead, like that, you when you die, you slump and you're dead. 
So maybe he had his hands up on the table or something. Yeah, I think that's probably more likely. But I think he died doing that. Let's see. He died in doggy style. So, now, I told you he worked at Sleepy Boys. So yeah, this is mattress. Well, this is this is this is yeah, Sleepy Boys. Yeah, name of an actual mattress store. Yeah. So this is Sleepy Boys. Stop. What? No, I just found that picture. I thought it was funny, but that's the actual logo. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to see the real website? It's full of penises, and oh. like I looked at, it, I was like, ugh, I'm literally. Okay. They questioned Stephen Port, and they thought it was a murder. They thought he murdered him, but they quickly decided, nah, it's not a murderer. Let's let him off the hook. So it's just like that. Yeah, just like that. I mean, but they did four times. So. They did seize his laptop computer. The blood and urine both showed a fatal overdose of GHB in Anthony Wellgate. They. The police looked through his computer. Eventually, after the family of Anthony's family, I mean, they went through hell getting the police to do anything. These cops didn't do anything. So when they finally did, this is what they found. So I want you to read. So Jen, you read the first one, then Nicole. These are the search terms that they found the night before he contacted this escort. They found him searching these terms in his computer. He searched for these exact terms. So, Jen, read the first one. And then Nicole's second one. Sleeping boy. Unconscious boys. Drugged and raped. Is he trying to get off or figure out how to get, get not have to worry about being framed with murder? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Taking date rape drug. Gay teen knocked out raped. <laughs> what the fuck? Guy raped and tortured young nude boy. <laughs> so that's... The police found that in his computer. Wow. That's pretty damning. And at that moment, the way I treated it was suspicious. So I said, well, it is suspicious. I said, you found him dead in the street. He hasn't been beaten up. He hasn't been stabbed. He hasn't been shot. Anything. Something's not right. Where's his phone? Why don't you track his phone? No, it's too expensive. So we've refused to ever investigate it from the very beginning. Yeah. I'm sorry. The police said it was too expensive to track his phone. Yeah. Isn't that their job? Yeah, they didn't do anything. In fact, it took them another few murders for them to actually look through that computer and stuff like that. And so that was Anthony's mom's. She went up there and she was like, okay, my son was a good kid. You know, he wasn't stabbed. He wasn't shot. He was dead on the street. And what do you think? It was a suicide? And this isn't the first family. And I want to tell you, there's there's an article right now that I was reading that directly blames this police force as being homophobic. So, just 
Keep that in mind. So it was Anthony the first victim? Yeah, he was the first victim. Mm. Now, here's your killer, Stephen Port. What a tool. Yeah. He looks like he's been beat up in a bar fight. That's what his face looks like. What is that? Maybe the mirror is curved. Look at the... Look at... No, these are two different pictures. Hmm. All right, let me show you. He's trying to, like, I don't know, suggest something. All right, let me... uh... With his long phone. Uh, That's the size of his penis? You said it, not me. (laughs) Your head went there. All right, February... this This pisses me off. Not really. February 22nd, 1975. Stephen Port was born. He's a Pisces. I'm a Pisces. Oh, great. Yeah. I'm a Sagittarius. Sagittarius. But I'm I on the cusp. From down here, you look like a Virgo. Gemini. Oh. Capricorn. Oh. <laughs> well, I know you're not a Virgo. Ah. Hey, from down here, you look like a Pisces. Ah. You know, I don't understand Pisces that. are the most bipolar of all. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Gemini, actually. No, it's Pisces. Pisces are the crazy ones. Leo? Most serial killers are Pisces. Leo's are natural born leaders. Which is why I'm the CEO of this podcast. Yes, but let's keep in mind that you said you couldn't do this podcast without me. So, Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right. February 22nd, 1975. He, he was born. Is he a ginger? South End, Essex. He's a blonde, looks like. 1976, he moved to Dagenham. That's in the Barking area. It's really close. Dagen. How do you spell it? D-A-G-E-N-Ham. Dagenham. Will someone let us know how to pronounce it? Like when the last time someone emailed John and said, this is how you pronounce Yante. Well, they didn't email me. Mid-2000s. So between 20s and 30s. Now, he was bullied as a kid, right? He's kind of a weird-looking kid. 20s and 30s, he came out, finally came out as being gay. 2006, he finally left home and moved in a flat and barking that same flat that he killed his first victim, right? I think he's a ginger. Yeah, he's a ginger. I want to tell you, his father was a cleaner for the local council and his mother a supermarket cashier. So they didn't really have a lot of money growing up. So they they weren't poor, but they were not doing very well. He started at art college. He wanted to be a, an artist, like a Van Gogh. Okay, so he started his art, art college, but he dropped out because it was too expensive for his family. And he became a... Chef. Chef. chef, and he was actually on the Celebrity Chef. He, there's an episode of him on there. No way. Yeah, in the background, he was like one of the background people, but he was on there. You can see him. Weird. Yeah. Pre or post killing people? Pre. Pre. Oh. Yeah. He attends chef training for two years. Becomes a chef. Works local businesses, weddings, and events. Never really finds his place, and finally ends up at West Ham Bus Depot, which is huge in London. All the buses go there. Okay, I mean this. I, I I tried to find a picture that showed the whole thing, but it's huge. I mean, all the big double decker buses are there. I've been on a double decker bus. Yeah, you have. I have. London. Tell us about your double decker experience. Well, 
We did the hop on, hop off, hop off tour, and so we can get on the bus wherever we wanted, and then we can get off, and then we can go anywhere else we so want. So it's just like a regular bus, because you can do that with a regular bus. <laughs> like a regular bus they go by here, they don't call them tours, they just say, hey, do you want to fucking ride? No, but it was a tour, because they had like headphones they gave us, they had like these free headphones, and they were red, and they said the big red bus on them, and you can plug it in, and you can listen to what they were saying, or you can listen to the tour guide. But then... We went to um, to see the where um, shoot, um, oh, and then we did a boat. We were on the boat, and even the boat had two levels, and um, it was fun. I liked it. Then we got lost. This is me and my mom. We got lost in London. All right. Since Jen is not drinking her drink, we're going to take a shot. Oh, thank God! There's more liquor. Jen, you're not even drinking the liquor you have. Why are you searching for boy drugged rape? And that search, I can tell you, well, those, some of those searches occurred during the evening of the 12th, shortly before midnight. And then some of them occurred in the early hours of the morning. Later on in the morning, after 4 o'clock. And onwards, later on that day, on the 13th, on Sunday the 13th, the time when Jack Taylor is either dead or dying, you're searching for a boy drugged rape, etc. Why is that? Um, no, just generally looking for general porn. Um, That's not general porn, Stephen, is it? You're specifically searching for videos of porn to do with people who are either asleep or have been drugged. That's what I said. And are being raped. You've typed in the word rape, haven't you? Uh, yeah, that's just... That's just searching for random videos. Specific, Nothing specific. Is that right? Yeah. Sounds quite specific. You, you were searching for these videos um, before Jack came over to the barking area, and then when he was in the barking area, you were searching for these videos as well. Is that because you were with him? No. And that you just drugged him as well? No, definitely not. Were you watching these videos whilst having sex with him, raping him whilst he'd been drugged? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay, so here's what happened. Stephen Port was accused of killing four boys. Now, he calls them twinks. Ah. They're young, gay boys. Twinks. Twinks are not... Pre-teens. No. Not preteens, but teens are young. A twink is like an effeminate, skinny, Mm. little... Yeah, there you go. Twinks. Okay, so the next two people. Now, these go in four months. He kills four boys, starting with Anthony Walgate. The next one is Gabriel Kovari. He's 22 years old from Slovakia. Okay, now he moves in. Gabriel Kovari. 
moves in with a guy named John Pape. Okay, they meet on some site or whatever. They move in. He's got a spare room, so he goes to London. And he only stays with them for six weeks. And then he moves out because he found someone else to live with. And it was, of course, Stephen Port. At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, can we make saving money any easier? And we think we've solved it. Introducing Money Scout. It analyzes your spending habits, income, and expenses to find money not being used in your checking account, then pushes it to savings automatically. Why would a bank do that? Just to help people thrive. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Subject to eligibility, terms, conditions, and account agreements. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Better Banking is opening your new first Commonwealth Bank personal checking account with our online account recommendation tool and being entered to win wireless earbuds. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Visit fcbanking.com for details. Steven's neighbor that you'll hear a lot, his name was Ryan. He has seen the whole progression of Steven with all these online dating apps and getting young kids over boys, you know, and the escorts. His eyes were red raw and almost slurring his speech, he said. Massive clear plastic container that filled the entire coffee table. There were dozens of vials of GHB and white powder on his table. He went over to Stephen Port's house and saw all this GHB, which is pretty expensive, just like a lot of it, right? Mm-hmm. And way too much for personal use. In 2005, Ryan Edwards got to know Stephen Port as a neighbor. So I used to live there where the blue chairs are on the first floor, so diagonally opposite to Stephen's flat here. So I had a good view, actually, there of um, wherever he was out with normally young men on the ground floor. Stephen's appetite for men was extremely high. It was almost like an insatiable thirst because it was literally one after another, after another, after another. Port was regularly meeting young men through gay dating and escort sites. He had multiple profiles and used a variety of fake names. Stephen's type was, in gay terms, a twink, uh, which is, you know, a young, slim gay guy, sometimes effeminate. The chaps that Stephen would date would be sort of 16, 17, 18, and almost a bit vulnerable types. Stephen did have a peculiar childlike personality. There was one time when it was coming up to one of my parties, and I found an old, um, disused toy truck. I gave him the, the toy truck as a present, and, and so it was a bizarre sight. There was a party happening. Stephen was sat on the floor, cross-legged, um, p- and pushing the, the toy truck up and down the floor, again, like a world of his own. Something's uh-huh. off with him. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, oh, he's got some me- mental issues. Well, yeah. When, so when he did go to court, he, they, everyone noticed that he would whimper, like, when someone asked him a question, kind of like in the interrogation, he would kind of, you couldn't hardly hear him. They repeatedly had to ask him to speak up. There's only four that were killed. Uh, Gabriel Kovari was the second. How far apart were they killed? Right, like a month apart. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, all right, I'll go through the timeline. June 14, 2014. 
He was 39 years old. Stephen Port was 39. He messaged Anthony Walgate, the first victim. June 19th, Anthony Walgate pronounced dead. June 26th, the police arrested Port, Stephen Port, for his murder. You mean July? July. No, June. Remember, they they arrested him, but then they let him go uh, because they couldn't pin anything on him. They arrested him for suspicion of perverting the court course of justice. I guess it's like a UK thing. That's like obstruction of justice. Yeah, obstruction of justice. Okay. So eventually he confessed. And what I read you earlier, he confessed, but not to the murder. So they did let him go. August 28th. When he was August 28, 2014, so what, two months later, second victim, Gabrielle Kovari, was, Kovari was found. He was found uh, about two blocks away from Stephen Port's flat. Now, the, the crazy thing about this is he was found in the same position. Kovari, he was a Slovakian. He was found slumped over in a cemetery that was about two blocks away from Stephen's flat in an L shape. They said he had his, he had dark glasses on and they were crooked. So they were almost like, kind of like this. Like it was like really weird. Yeah. It was really, really weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, a woman, Barbara Denham is actually the one that discovered the body. So she's a local She's the older lady. You'll see her later in the video. She always walks her dog the same path. She walks through the cemetery, and she saw the boy's dead body in an L shape, like lying against the wall. And she was like, "What the hell?" Obviously, his kid's dead. So she calls, you know, the authorities. Now they tell the family because the family's like, "What the hell? Did someone kill him?" The police told the family, no, it was a suicide. He was what? he he was found dead in a peaceful Seriously? peaceful position under the trees, That's the swaying trees. Position to be peaceful. The police suspected that he died of a self-inflicted drug overdose. Now, John Pape, remember I said John Pape, that was his roommate for 6 weeks before the second victim Kaveri moved out. So they were pretty much friends and John, as you'll see in the video, went to police and they gave him the kind of, oh, get out of here. It was a suicide. Nah, you know what I'm saying? But he knew that it wasn't a suicide. He knew there was foul play and the police didn't do anything. They didn't report any of the news. The two dead bodies right now, two blocks away from each other. They didn't report this to the community. They didn't reach out to the LGBTQ community. LBGTQ. LGBTQ. So John started doing his own research because he wanted to find out what happened to his friend because he knew it was some sort of LGBTQ plus. And he struck me as a really nice, articulate chap. And so after that first meeting, um, we, we kept in touch. When Ryan texted Port to say how nice he thought Gabriel was. Port replied saying he was taking good care of him. He he. He he. So yeah, Ryan is the neighbor who yeah. texted Ryan, yeah. about how nice Gabriel was. Yeah, so Ryan was 
Port's neighbor, and Gabriel Kovari moved in with Stephen Port, the killer. But after a few days, Ryan didn't see Gabriel anymore, just after a few days. So he sends, Stephen Port sends his neighbor, Ryan, a message. And can you read that, Jen? Tomorrow, so prob for best, something, something. Oh, blimey, who did he stay with? Do you know? No, some soldier guy he fancied. His He's been chatting to him online. Shame, as really liked him. Damn it, these young ones. Yeah. So he's saying that he just left. He moved in with Steven and then met some soldier and left. Right. Now, Ryan didn't believe that because the whole... Ryan's been seeing the evolution for a few years of Steven with all his boyfriends, and he's asked a bunch of them, you know, like, what's the relationship like with my neighbor? And he notices it keeps getting more and more violent. Like, one guy said that he pushed him into his TV. Another guy said he got very physical with him, you know? Yeah. So, Ryan's getting suspicious, too. When the Slovakian guy, when Gabriel Kovari first moved in, he actually texted Ryan and said, come meet my new Slovakian twink flatmate tonight. Hmm. Okay, so a few days later, then Ryan noticed that he wasn't around anymore. And then he says, quote, Stephen Port, the killer, sends Ryan his neighbor message and says, quote, I've got some really sad news, neighbor. But Gabriel has just gone back home. He's picked up a mysterious illness, and he's died. And whatever you do, please don't mention this on Facebook, because his friends and family are already upset enough as it is. Hmm. Now, he was found two blocks away from the house, right? Dead. Mm -hmm. A mysterious illness. Yeah, mysterious illness. So, of course, Ryan the neighbor saves all this. You know, because it's used in court later, right? Um, it's a good thing he's he was suspicious of his neighbor. Yeah. Now, was he gay too, the neighbor? Yeah, they're gay. He was gay. So, remember I told you about the dog walker? Mm-hmm. Um, so, not even a few days later. Sir, I'm coming through this gate, and I've seen what looked like another young man lying in exactly the same spot virtually. And I thought, no, I don't believe this. I thought, please, God, don't let this be another body. I thought, I, I don't believe it. It can't be. This body was placed in exactly the same position as the previous one. Again, I was thinking, what made him sort of want to sit in the same, you know, L-shape position? This was very suspicious to my way of thinking. Oh, well, anybody would have thought it was suspicious. Barking and Dagenham police. I don't really think they know what they're doing, quite honestly. They're nothing better than Keystone cops. The same dog lady hmm. found another body. Wow. Okay, so you have the first one, which was Anthony Anthony Walgate. So here's here's the thing: Stephen killed the first one, Anthony Walgate. Threw him right outside of his yeah. flat. But then he got arrested because... So in his mind, he's like, well, shit, if I keep doing this, I'm going to have to 
not throw them right outside of the flat. I got to yeah, move them. Relocate them just slightly. So he drug them two blocks away to a cemetery and... And for, then put them in the, for the same position yeah, as the previous one. For the following three dead bodies... They would know that they're connected. For the following three dead bodies, he places them exactly in the same position in the cemetery. Like a freaking idiot, right? Like, All right, this this second body that she found mm-hmm. was of Daniel Whitworth. He was 21 years old. Now... And these guys are all the same, like... Twink. Yeah. So he Not actually they're all around the same age and everything. Yeah. So Stephen actually messaged him on Grinder, I think it was. <laughs> Stephen Port is known through the media as the Grinder killer. That's G R I N D R. The Grinder, the app, the Grinder, the sex app, the Tinder oh, for gays. That's, so that's gay his people. Name? The Grinder killer, yeah. He found his his people on Sleepy Boys too. Well, this one he he found a few of them on Grinder. Yeah, but the Sleepy Boy Killer. And plus, Grinder's really popular, so people in the media knows that. So he messaged like the Craigslist Killer. Yeah, yeah. He messaged um, Daniel Whitworth, twenty-one years old, and says on Grinder, "We can go for a coffee or a pint, just so you can get to know me a bit first, so you know that I'm not some psycho." Awkward. You are a psycho serial. (laughs) Okay. Like, if you mention psycho in the first couple of messages, like, that's probably a red flag. That you are a psycho. Yeah. So, um, now the difference with this one, same thing, but this one, because Stephen Port is getting smarter, right? Mm-hmm. All right, first, I can't dump these dead boys right outside my flat. I got to move them to the cemetery. And next, I have to, because the cops are already starting to suspect me, even though the cops aren't really doing anything at all. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ra- uh, I'm going to kill this kid, dump him in the same cemetery, and then write a fake suicide note. What? Oh my God. Yeah, so... Here's a suicide note. Can you read this, Jen? Here, wait, wait hold on. Here's the here's an. Wait, I wanted to be able to read it. Yeah, but this is the same one. It's just not. It's just it's just in better. Okay. So that's the same thing. Just read that. You see what I did? It's it's this is just where you can read it. It's the right. same thing. Right, right. You see. I wanted to see if I could decode it. Okay, try it. No, I'm gonna go read that. I'll try it. No, no, no. It's the same note. I'm sorry to everyone, mainly my family, but I can't go on anymore. I. All right, Jen. I took the life of my friend Gabriel Klein. What? Wait, oh, what? He's saying he killed some other kid in his suicide note? Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. This guy is an my, idiot. I took the life of my friend Gabriel Klein. We was just having some fun at a, mail, at a mate's place, and I got carried away and gave him another shot of G. I didn't notice while we were while we was having sex, really great grammar, that he had stopped breathing. I tried everything to get him to breathe again, but it was too late. It was an accident, but I blamed myself for what happened, and I didn't tell my family I went out. I know I would go to prison if I if I go to the police. Wait, and I, I want to say one thing. I'm sorry. Gabriel is Gabriel Kavari. Yeah. Right. Okay, you, you got that right. Yeah. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. He said Klein up there. Yeah, he just, he didn't know his name. Um, uh, I would go to prison if I go to the police, and I can't do that 
to my family and at least this way I can at least be with Gabriel again. I hope he will forgive me. BTW, please do not blame the guy I was with last night. We only had sex that I left. He knows nothing of what I have done. I'm taking what G, what G I have left with his with sleeping pills. So if it does kill me, it's what I deserve. Feeling dizzy, sick now, as it took. 10 minutes ago, so hoping you understand my writing. I dropped my phone on the way here, so it should be in the grass somewhere. What? Sorry to everyone. I'll, I'll <laughs> okay. What so. Wow. This is literally the worst suicide note ever. Yeah. Amateur hour over here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. That's like literally like, like if someone to, were to write, um, like. <laughs> The only thing I can think of is, a, like, that something, you know, not criminal is to be, like, um, if someone, like, had peanut butter and they were, like, making a sandwich and um, they left a note that's, like, sorry, m- the other person used all the peanut butter. And they actually, yeah. And, and it was, like, peanut butter on the paper. Like, you know what I mean? Like, something like that. It's, and you yeah. know what I mean? Like, literally like, so oh, stupid. you killed one of the other people that I happened to have killed. And, oh, this is quite... Like, oh, my God. Like, if the, if the police actually were, you know, let's say they were... A Don't comp- blame the guy I was with last night. <laughs> and my phone is on... I dropped my phone. Like, if you're writing a suicide note, you're not going to be like... Oh my god, I lost my phone. Yeah, someone can cancel my Like, you plan. literally won't even be thinking about that. There's the Gabriel Cavari. And this is Daniel Whitworth. So, Daniel Whitworth was the one with the suicide note. So, obviously, Stephen Port wrote that suicide note and then planted it. Color for him. And then planted it on Daniel Whitworth and said, hey, Basically, I'm Daniel Whitworth, and I knew Gabriel, so the two dead bodies that you found in the same position, right, that we both, we both knew each other. That, like, <laughs> if the police actually... Which they didn't know each other. If the police were actually trying to solve this murder, which I know you mentioned that, you know, they may not have been. They definitely were not but if caring. They, if they were actually trying, this would literally be the easiest... Serial. Yeah, because after this, yeah. absolutely. Like no, but even before the suicide note, even if the suicide note didn't exist, like all three of these people were linked to to um support. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like like the and it's almost like a short period of time. It's almost know? like the Taco Bell murder. Like the okay, he was a manager of all these people. He knew all yeah. of these people. Come on, guys! Like it's not very yeah. hard. It's easier than I would say. It's even easier than the Taco Bell killer because, like, you can be a man. Like when you're in a position, even if it's a Taco Bell and it's a small store, like there you encounter so many people every day, and every, even within a matter of months, like you could have mm-hmm. a new yeah. staff in a matter of months. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're dating someone, and then you date the next. Like you're dating someone, or you sleep with someone, and they go missing. Okay. That sucks. Like, I really hope they're okay. Then you date someone else, and they f- and wind up dead. It's like, okay, that's kind of weird. And then, like, literally, how many... Four! Like, how... Yeah, but this... We're on number three. So, how how long it, between the two of them is this? Like, between... This is all in a four-month period. Okay, so... Okay, so... But between these two... But I do want to point between, out... Between the second and third. 
uh, weeks. Couple yeah. weeks. Okay. So then two weeks later, let's say, the third person that you have slept with or have had a relationship ends up dead. And it's like, oh, by the way, I also knew this person. It's like, even without the note, like, it's like, Too okay, like, you literally knew all three of these people that died and they were all found in the same position. That's so, like... But here's the thing. The cops didn't care at all. So with this note, all right, actually, you know, the 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 other one, right, the... Hold on, the, the yeah. fucked up one. So, they gave this... Alright, to the family, Daniel's family, the, his parents, <laughs> like, they cut off his writing. the sorry to everyone, love always. Yeah. They emailed just that part, the sorry to everyone, love all, always. Yeah. They emailed just that part to the family and said, does this handwriting match your son's? They didn't give him the whole note. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, I don't know, because who knows? Everyone uses freaking cells, these cell phones these yeah, days. So they gave him, they gave them this. Yeah. They below. Below. Right, so yeah. Just, just that part. They emailed it to him. They didn't care. So they and then the cops said, don't worry about it. Miss Whitworth, we makes- have our handwriting analysis team on it right now. They didn't ever do that. Uh, right. They didn't do that at all. They didn't even have anyone to right. do that. But, like, your family should know, though. Like, I'm just playing devil's advocate, and I know, I, it, you know, it's like the police didn't care or whatever. But, like, the family should know, like, from years of cards, or even if you send a text, like, nowadays, like, going back, like, if you're paying attention, you're an involved family, and we're not going back into this guy's family life or whatever, but, like, like you know, you watch your kids grow up, and you know what their handwriting looks like. You know, you have all, you know, you've seen all, the, if you don't keep them, I know my mom does, but she keeps everything. Like all of the cards and everything, like you know what you know what your family members, you know. Yeah, but why didn't they give him the whole note? The because son. they didn't need the whole note. They only they, it's their son's suicide note. They they have a right to have this son's right, suicide but, note. I, <laughs> like no, the no, son wrote. Them, like, I'm not disagreeing with you. The cops like literally but it, homophobic. But if, it, if it was just for a purpose of a handwriting, if, it, if it's just for identification of like, is yeah, but their son's, son's found dead, and then with a suicide note, and the not, cops refuse I, to give it to I'm the not parents. Arguing with that with you, I'm I'm arguing the fact that like if they were they were like, oh, I don't know if this matches. They should know like, no, this doesn't match. Right. If it was well, just they they question. said instantly it doesn't match. And then the cops were like, yeah, it does. We have a handwriting analysis expert right, on it right now. Five minutes ago, but like, whatever. All right. Yeah. So finally they gave him the whole note and they immediately noticed it was cold. And as a matter of fact, written and obviously not their sons. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Yeah. Barely tells, like talks about his family. Yeah. And it doesn't. It. All right, so this is John Luck, a.k.a. Um, Stephen Port, one of his many profiles. I couldn't... Now, obviously, he took all his pictures off before, but this is... He was making different profiles. Huh. So he wasn't using his name. He was using... Yeah, so this was... He lives in Dagnaham now. He was from California. He worked at Helix Studios, just like an escort thing. He was a model from San Diego, California. This is just a... Fake profile. This is the Helix. I looked up the Helix where he worked, supposedly. He clearly didn't. No, he did not. Young guys, loads of drugs provided by older guys. They take advantage of the young ones when they are passed out. One collapsed and when he woke up, one was fucking him. 
They say these. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, I gotta. All right, let me let me I back up. Let me back up. I just want. Can we wait? Yeah, let me. Yeah, what? Can you just put it back on the other page? Because those guys on that page are really, really good looking. All right. So here's what happened. This profile, he made this Facebook profile to further his alibi. So he made this to convince the gay community that. So, all right. So he made a profile that says John Luck. And then he messaged like Ryan and people like that and said, hey, I've been going to these parties and I've seen Gabriel and Daniel together. They go to these wild sex parties and they were like shooting GHB and all this stuff. So he was trying to build boost and yeah, he was trying to build a case fakely. Oh yeah, so that one killed. young guys, loads of drugs. So this is this is him saying what he's saying. Young guys, loads of drugs provided by older guys. They take advantage of the young ones when they are passed out. One collapsed, and when he woke up, one was fucking him. They say these parties last three days non-stop. They give them shots with dope inside and coke. Yeah. And that was the statement from... Wait, that guy? Young no, that guys, was loads of drugs provided by yeah. older guys. Wait, I think that's I missed something again. That's a message that, that he sent. Yeah. To about that he was yeah. trying to cover himself right. up. Yeah. Obviously, the first port of call is to go to the detectives at Barking and Dagen. And immediately I ran into that brick wall. You're not next of kin. There's nothing we can tell you. But the point is, I was trying to engage with them because I felt that maybe... Yeah, so... So this is just a real good Samaritan. No, that was John Papp. That was uh, Gabriel Caveri's roommate that moved out in six weeks. So Steven's now getting worried. He's making these fake Facebook profiles and trying to convince the gay community that Gabriel and Daniel killed each other. Now, the next victim that was found was not found by that same woman, but was found by a groundskeeper in the same cemetery, of course. And his name was Jack Taylor. He was 25 years old, and they met on Grinder. Inside, When the police found Jack Taylor... He had a syringe and drugs, and he had a needle mark inside of his arm. Okay, but the thing is, his friends and family knew Jack very well, and he was anti-drugs. He would never do drugs. He's, ne- he's never done drugs. Mm-hmm. So, and his family were shocked that the police didn't even decide to investigate. They just saw, they were like, yeah, it was an overdose suicide. Now, one thing you'll keep in mind, all the families from the dead boys... The families investigated. The police didn't do shit. That's a shame. The entire time. The, the Who brought this killer to justice? The families did. The police yeah. didn't do shit. I mean, that's awful because it's hard enough to yeah. lose a loved one, but to have to take action. And, I mean, I can understand you're, like, motivated to, to solve your yeah. loved one's murder. Like I justice, can, I, yeah, yeah, I understand the, the you know... The whole process behind wanting to make sure you get your closure, but the fact that you have to do that, yeah, because the right. police won't—that's not okay, you know. And and unfortunately, I think it happens more than we know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's. But this one's—that's just like, there's no excuse for that. So John Pape, um, Caver- Gabriel's 
ex-roommate contacts the police and they were like, no, we're not giving you any information. These murders are not, they're not murders. They're just suicides, yada, yada, yada. He actually contacts Pink News, which is a huge website community for the LGBTQ community. And they actually have really high tie, like high connections with all the police force. They contact the police and the police are like, still, no, we don't want to talk to them. It's like none of our business. And a lot of the stuff, they didn't even want to search his computer because it was going to be too expensive. And they didn't want to search his phone because it's too expensive. They completely let more people die because the, the cops literally did nothing the entire time. Anyway, Jack Taylor, 25 years old. His sisters actually decided to investigate on their own. They went out and... And they got the CCTV camera because the police, oh. they went back to the police almost 15 days after Jack Taylor was found dead in the cemetery. And they were shocked that the police hasn't even done anything. They haven't looked anywhere. They didn't call anyone. They, and then they didn't do anything. And even the coroner was saying, hey, I don't think, I can't label this guy as a suicide. You guys need to do third, something. Third guy, yeah. same position, in the same spot, yeah. same gravestone, in the same... Like, um, what a coincidence. The coroner asked police... All right, so Daniel was laid... When Daniel was... He was, like, sitting on a blue bed sheet. Now, that bed sheet probably had Stephen Port's uh-huh. DNA on it. Uh-huh. The coroner asked police if they'd done any DNA testing on the bed sheet. And they said, no... Because we feel like we didn't need to. What? Because it's not a murder. It's just like coincidence. They're just oh overdosing and then dying in the cemetery. That's ridiculous. You know? So, and then the suicide note, they finally got to the family. And then the family's like, whoa, this is my son didn't write this shit. Number one, look how freaking weird it is. Oh, and don't blame that one guy I had sex with because he definitely didn't do it. So what was the question after that? Well, who the fuck is this guy? Right. Who did he have sex with? If Steven didn't write that in the note, then they probably wouldn't even have looked for him. But it's like, don't blame that one guy that I had sex with. Well, who the fuck is this guy? That's the first thing they asked. Who the fuck is this guy? Right. Yeah. So Jack Taylor's sisters actually went out and they... Found the CCTV cameras, which the police did not do after almost half a month because they just were literally homophobic. We're really shocked because obviously this is 14 days after Jack died, so we wasn't aware that there was any CCTV. The man in the CCTV footage was Stephen Port, captured here on his way to meet Jack Taylor. We was expecting him to say, right, we know who this man is, we've already asked him, you know, questions regarding when he meant to have where to go. And when they said no, we was really shocked. It was shocking just how much they wasn't bothered about who that man was. Jack meets a man at Barking Station. And then they've got footage of him walking through a particular route. According to his sisters, police claimed that Jack. Yeah. So they actually. To watch. They got the footage 
And then police said, because Jack Taylor, the as soon like they didn't actually see the footage of him killing Jack Taylor. So after all this, they were like, "Oh no, he didn't kill Jack Taylor. He went." It's not even follow up on the lead. Yeah, it was awful. Like they really f- <laughs> fucked up there. So that's Jack Taylor right there. So like yeah, young. so you got four dead, people, four dead boys. Police didn't care at all. They actually arrested Stephen Poor that one time. They let him go, even though his story was complete horseshit. Mm-hmm. And here is the uh, listen. It's a local police failings. Stephen Port, he's a liar, and yet the police continually believed him. Made me furious, absolutely furious. They didn't want to investigate it, and it was just easy enough to believe him. Perfecting the course of justice, job done, case closed. I truly do believe that the Barking and Dagenham police that investigated Anthony's death and the others are homophobic. And I genuinely believe Anthony had been a girl left outside like trash that they would have put more effort into it. A lot more effort into it. As the wee all young gay boys, they didn't. They did nothing. You know. um, So how did he get caught? Yeah, he got caught from obviously the suicide note and the CC. Well, the CCTV really done it. So the the two. The two sisters said, all right, here's all this CCTV. They were obviously to get together the night they Jack Taylor died. And then the cops were like, no, because if you look at the very last footage, you see you see Jack Taylor um, turn right. And that, you know, and he was found to the left being dead. So, no, that's out of there. So, anyway, it finally came back. They called the sisters and was like, oh, yeah, you were right. They did turn left. So, obviously, Stephen Port killed them. So, after that came out, two days later, they put... Oh, and not only that, let me tell you this. So, they go up to the police, obviously... Pissed. Pissed. And it's like, all right, now we got the killer. Can you put this footage out to the media... To look for this guy. And they were like, no, we really don't want to do that because we don't really know if he did it. They didn't put it out at all. Right? And then finally, finally, they said, okay, we'll put it out. And then two days later, he Stephen Port's finally arrested. Thank God. Because he was on a killing spree, you know? So... Yeah, I mean, at the rate he was going, man, yeah, that's... So he got... He got... All right... November 25th, 2016, he was 41 years old, life sentence with a whole life order. That means he's never getting out. Good. That's like no parole. Okay. He was charged with murdering four people and drugging or sexually assaulting another seven. Oh, wow. And October 13th is, October 13th, 2015 is when the police finally released the CCTV footage to the public and October 15th, 2015 is when he was arrested. He was 40 when he was arrested. He's 41, or he was 41 when he got sentenced to life, and he's still in prison, and he ain't ever getting out. Good. Mm -hmm. So, 
kind of, I don't know, kind of a crazy story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the note is pretty wild. Yeah. Worst suicide note ever. Yeah. Well, the cops. It's like a cover up. I mean, yeah, it is very The cops are freaking like. Did they get any under, like, yeah. are they under fire after this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The cops are very much under fire right now. Um, Good. Court case prompts special police training on gay chem sex crimes. Let's see. Stephen Port is sick, twisted scumbag. Let's see. Um, um, Stephen Port's freedom to kill raises difficult questions for the Met. The Met, that's the police. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, oh, the police are getting bashed. I mean, they dropped the ball big time. You know what's like kind of even more sad? Mm hmm. Is that this isn't like it was in the, you know, 80s or 90s. I mean, this is like four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Oh, and the picture of him is the best. Let's see. This is the picture that everyone uses. (laughs) He looks like such a fucking creep. This is what you see everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, he is a creep. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Balding ginger, cross-eyed, lazy eye, something or other. Yeah. So, yeah, he'll be in jail for the rest of his life. Good. I'm at. Don't feel any sympathy for him. Nope. You know it's crazy. It's like, I'm at. I don't know if he wasn't trying or if he was just stupid. But okay, so you almost get caught by dragging the body right outside your flat. So then you drag the rest of the bodies to the cemetery and put them in the exact same place. Stupid. I don't even understand. Like that first case where he was arrested and let go should have just been open and closed. You know what I mean? Like that's that's. But they told the family it was a suicide. I know they did. I know what they told the family, but they probably knew in the back of their mind that it wasn't. How can you not? Like, but here's the thing: like you, Nicole you don't. And I listened yeah. to, like before knowing any of the details about anything, Nicole and I literally pinned him from the from the nine 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 call. Yeah, you know what That's I mean. That's right. Yeah. But then again, like and, all right, and then they went after even after the nine 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 call. They went to... They the, traced his call. They traced the call, number one. Yeah, but number he got two, arrested for that. Number two, the address that they went to, he was there in yeah. the sleep. It was his flight. But he got arrested for that, for perversion oh, of... For yeah, lying yeah, from... Yeah. yeah, but then they let him it. go. Like They like could have investigated a little bit a little bit more, a little bit harder. It's just the same thing with the prostitutes. I mean, a serial killer kills like 30 prostitutes for anyone even cares. I know, and, you know. So same what? thing, you got a, right you got wrong. gay escorts doing g- liquid ecstasy right. like But here's the thing, and I know that this, you know, our podcast is not going to solve the problem even though I'd like to think that it would. Maybe it will. You know, maybe it will, but you know, is it the best profession? No. Does everyone love their job? No. Do they have to do what they have to do sometimes? Yeah. Is it, you know, right all the time? No. But, you know, it's still, there's still people, you know, just because they're sex workers and they may not be living their best lives. Maybe they are in their opinion. I don't know. I don't want to judge them. Uh, it's not my place to judge them. There's still people, and their lives are still taken, and whether you are, you know, an escort or just, you know, out there for a good time, and you get 
killed in a, a sex a crime of passion or whatever which i feel like a lot of the murder a lot of murders happen that way a yeah. lot of the murder a lot of murders involve sex in some way but um you know it, it's it, it's still the responsibility of the police force that's right of the you know county or town or wherever the jurisdiction wherever the jurisdiction lies it's your responsibility to make sure that you do right by the victim I'm sorry. It could have stopped at one. It could have stopped at one. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter who the victim is or what their lifestyle is. You still have a responsibility to solve a crime because, you know, even if you don't agree with their lifestyle, doesn't mean that it's not your job to, um, to make sure that the their killer goes, you know, gets justice. That's right. That's right. And that's that's what I have to say about that. Mm. Anything else from the story? Wow, he was the sloppiest serial killer I think we've encountered. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> like, really, just I, I think it. I think he was just dumb. That suicide note is ridiculous. It's like not even saying, "Oh, I'm gonna miss you, mom and dad." It's like, like that I, guy that I was having sex with totally didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, don't, don't even know. look into him. <laughs> crazy. Of course, they're like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> so crazy. All right, well, tell us goodbye. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of Talk Murder to Me. We can't wait to see you next time. And don't forget to check out our bonus episodes on Patreon. You can listen to them for just $1 a month. Don't be stingy. Get listening. They didn't reach to the LGBT. Why? LGBTQ. LGBTQ. They didn't reach out to the LGBTQ. They didn't reach out to the LBG. They didn't reach out to the LBGTQ community. No. What is it? LGBTQ. That's what I said. LGBTQ. Well, Jen, think about this podcast and get rich. Right? And then throwing them hundos like this, Jen, making it rain. It was warmer than my usual pee. So at the age of 16, no! Yeah, do that again. That ain't going in. Like, no, they say no one is 100% straight and 100% gay. That's bullshit. Hmm. Take the the test. I'm 100% straight. I don't know. You do talk about Christian Bale awful lot. I'm chewing my cherry. Jen, you didn't eat your cherries. You better pop them cherries. Uh, Patreon edition, bloopers. I told you the hint was barking, so tell me, what do you think this is going to be about tonight? That was mean. Hey, guys, I told you the hint. (laughs) Hey, guys. I hope you keep every version of that. (laughs) Bloopers. Hey, I want to point out to our listeners real quick, if this is the last episode that comes up for a while, then the hurricane killed us all and we are dead. <laughs> you said for a while. Yeah. Well, no, if, if yeah, for a while, yeah. I mean, if this is the last episode that you've ever hear from us, we are dead from the hurricane. Wait, what's a pad with wings? I saw a commercial with it wings. I was like, what's that shit? Did you throw it? Is it fucking flying? <laughs> It was like, now with wings, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> they had already learned cursive, and they knew what the the fallopian tubes are and stuff. So I just never learned, you know.
Looking for a way to make online learning a better option for your family? When it comes to virtual learning, experience matters. Tuition-free K-12-powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of experience to work for you, giving your child the personalized learning they deserve without disruptions. With a K-12-powered school, students gain the skills they need to be prepared for their next steps in life, building a better future for each one of us. K-12, education for any one. Learn more at k12.com. Better Banking is opening your new first Commonwealth Bank personal checking account with our online account recommendation tool and being entered to win wireless earbuds. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Visit fcbanking.com for details.